0: Hi everybody and welcome to a Saturday live episode of the Endless Cells podcast and maybe you'll hear a baby crying in the background but don't be worrying, he's getting looked after so he's not left alone. I'm planning to be joined by the judge, the executioner from the Boise bus, Mark Kearney. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing very well, Stephen, yourself mate?
0: I'm doing fine, mate, This house is absolutely manic this morning, manic, <laughs> two kids trying to get them out the door to the shop so we can get this done but we're here and the Endless Sales Stats Drop presenter... Or- Extraordinary. Tony McLaughlin. how you doing?
2: Extraordinary as a nice
1: one. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh,
2: thanks, Stephen. I'm doing super. Um, Sun shining,
0: Celtic are winning Cup, so it's all good. 100%. 100%. We are on top. We won the League Cup last week. But before we get into all that, I do want to point your attention to our new show sponsor, Sharna, a clothing brand. Literally inspired by life going to football, kind of casual gear, like you were with your Adidas gazelles or whatever your Windbreaker hoodies and all that type of stuff. Great tops. We've ordered our t-shirts already. They'll be coming shortly. If you want to get involved with that, in the description below, 10% off, visit our website and pick whatever you want. Great wee, deal. Great wee website and a great independent clothing brand. But, Mark, I'll start with yourself here. We've been called the lucky ones. We've been called the other mob. We've been called basically everything under the sun. And I know Michael B this week has turned it into a documentary by saying against all odds. So I don't know what he's trying to get there. We Amazon TV, deal, But... The cast their back the last week, last Sunday, I mean, we won the cup. What did that prove to yourself? Our remains ahead, because when I watched it back, to be fair to you, when you leave all the nerves and stuff behind, I was like, we we were quite comfortable in most parts of that game. I was, I was
1: comfortable with full match. Normally I'm a bag of nerves, but I, I even in the run-up to the match, I, I knew Celtic were going to win that match. I mean, the music going about ibrooks was they were full of confidence and this guy's taken to new levels. That changed uh, Sunday at five o'clock when we reality like, struck. But even the narrative has changed with them. You know what I mean? The press all week were on overdrive, in my opinion. They were trying their, their damnness to put doubts in the Celtics fans' heads. And the, the players weren't listening to it. And the players weren't buying it either. We don't need uh, gimmicks or uh, any outside noise to. to, to to get us up for a big match like that, we've got a manager who's fully focused, and he's not up for that. They play the mind games, but one thing about Michael Beale, I think he's picked the wrong man if he's if he's wanting to play mind, mind games because he has Poster a It does not strike me as the kind of guy that listens to background noise, unlike you, Stephen, who used to listen to Wayne's getting all day, <laughs> <laughs> I
0: haven't, To be fair, it's all for the greater good, isn't it? I get... I get what you're saying, like, in terms of Michael Bale and stuff. And the the hype, Tony, obviously we talk a lot about stats, but we'll kind of keep it to the hype and stuff at the minute. It was a bit mad. I said on the last podcast it was on, I've never seen such a push before to get a manager over by the mainstream media in Scotland, whether that's Rogers, Gerard. This this push for Michael Bale has been extraordinary. The stuff, the headlines, as Mark said there, Ryan Kent's on new levels. Alfredo Morelos has lost nine stone. He's going to be fit and fair. And it's like... It's incredible, and when, I, when you look back to this last Sunday, there was pressure. Obviously, as a cup final, it's a one-off game. But as I said to Mark, I thought, when I watched a bit of it back, it was like, I was, you were comfortable, Mark. I wasn't. I was shouting at the TV. I was going mental with Magranda, like you always do. How did you feel in the game, Tony, and what was your overall opinion of it after when you take yourself away from the emotion side?
2: Yeah, it's hard, because um, as Mark said, at, at the game, I was really confident that I wasn't worried eve. I'm usually one of the most pessimistic fans when it comes to, to these games. And even when Rangers scored, I wasn't like or uh, I, I was I was really confident. Um confident going in. I don't know if that's because I managed to get a few um pints in the bowling club just before the game and uh <laughs> came my nerves. But um no, I was confident all throughout. When I watched it back, there's all football's a game of small margins. So if Kent's post goes in and 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 like there's 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 small variances in a game that could go either way, but you have just got to believe even if Kent's shot does go in, Celtic will just up the gear and then and hmm. do it again. I think hmm. the space that um, the 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 midfield got. I, I I was on Twitter saying that there's no way um, Moy should play, and in fact there's no way Moy's going to be playing, and I was just totally wrong because um, Ange just says. Here you go, Tony. Do you know what I mean? So totally wrong, and I, and to be fair to Moy, he played really well, um, and I'm I'm fan, but I just think this game it needed a bit more legs, and um, but the space that Moy, Hatate, and McGregor got um, was really surprising, especially McGregor because they usually man Mark McGregor, like Kent, will drop back and stand stand on him. McGregor, the space McGregor got, and um, so I think even if these small margins went against us, um, our goals didn't go in, or or Kent hit post
0: goes in, I still think we don't the game. We look comfortable. Yeah, I think we had gears to definitely go up and I I know what you're saying in terms of uh, the the chances of Sakala, the man who was on a mission, Mark, to say that uh, they were the better team. We want to destroy them. I mean, he missed a a gap bigger than his teeth And the the one-on-one he had basically to tap it in to the net. He missed that and Ryan Kent, he did hit the post to be fair, but I think regardless, I mean, to that, we were comfortable in the game the midfield won the midfield battle and my history with Moy, I think we all know who watched this show. I mean, I'm more critical of them than most and I still stick by what I said in the early part of the season, but we will come on to him because he's been instrumental to what we've seen. We'll talk about Hugo Mark, for a wee while here. And the whole scenario around Jack and Marcus leaving and people were still calling for him if he was there to be involved, their old Russell Boyce, big advocate of chaos, Jack Maccas, as he calls him. He said on our podcast on the comment that he would have still had him involved in some shape or form, maybe starting the game. But I think what I've seen that Kyogo since Jack Maccas has left, he's took that number one responsibility right on and he's, he's banging in the goals. He scored a double mm-hmm. in both League Cup finals last year against Hibs, this year against Sevco, Rangers, Tesco, whoever. And for, he's a big game player. He's a talent. He's 28 years old. And it feels like to me, this guy, and, and I know he said in loads of interviews, people asking him about moves to the Bundesliga again causing noise but he literally shut it down he's uninterested he wants to score 30 plus and he's well on his way he's fatal to this team and how we play at the minute
1: I think his age might go in our favour to be honest with you because I think the only the only teams that would press a button on him are teams that may be desperate to maybe stay to stay away from a relegation or something and he's not going to he's not going to entertain that I think his age will maybe see us get two or three years out of him that's my hope because he's a phenomenal player on the Giacomacca stuff, I was a big advocate for Giacomacca. I thought he provided a different option for us. I think the better player is always going to be Kyogo. Uh, but he provides something, especially in the derby matches. I thought he was a big part of how we managed to win a few league games last season. And even this season when Kyogo came off, I thought their centre-backs just can't handle him. And, and he occupies the centre-backs very well. You know, they, they don't tend to... Uh, the, the lines in they. He's maybe 15, 20 yards uh, further behind when it would be, I think, if he's playing, you know what I mean? And Kyogo had a different kettle of fish to them. They're always scared he's going in behind, so they're, they're always a uh, to get their eye on him uh, 24-7 when he's playing against him. But to be honest with you, I thought uh, in terms of the, the tactics uh, Rangers deployed against us, it was very much that we saw back under the Gerrard days, just. Play the ball to the wing and just hope that one of the crosses get in the back of the net. And yeah. the, the the goal they go and the, the chance they have to hit the post just it was just from that from that kind of tactic. Uh I had to wide and see what happens. You know, in Celtic, well they're far better football team. And when I watched the game back, I've tried to watch the ninety minutes back. But I can't really see it anywhere, but when i watched the highlights back. Uh, the chances we created. I mean, if he scored five goals, it wouldn't have been an injustice. You know, I mean? they 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 yeah. their one good chance was the the one at the side net, and, then I, I, and I must admit, at the time, I thought Ryan Kent's shot was going in, just the TV angle, um, I thought the ball was going in, but i I see as much as I wasn't I wasn't all that nervous, I still think that, see if they had get a goal, another goal, you'd have up the gears, I, I thought they were in control the full match, and it's sorry for me to sit here and say six days later, that it was all easy peasy, but it wasn't, but I feel like Celtic, eh, they let them off the hook when we went 2-0 up they got in the game they had to push they had to up their game they had yeah. to make subs I mean that's come on they only other choice so they're going to get a, a wee 15 minute spell we see after that 15 minute spell that they normally get they just died down they just diluted Celtic just took control of the game and their uh, subs bench their uh, start 11 is why we won the match but their subs bench was so important I mean when your manager's turning around you've got guys like Hak Manovic and, and uh, even even backup players that we've got they can't they any team in this league they oh, can't and I know it's like turned into a bit like Brewster's millions now when it comes to Rangers they're, they're claiming that they're skint and we've got all this money if they think, and I, the fact the narrative this week when I speak to Rangers fans the first thing they say is that they have a go at the manager's team selection, if they think that the team selection was the reason why they lost that match, they're not paying attention, so i are just far better on every department and uh, until they realise that, they're not going to get any better,
0: and that's good for us. Yeah, on that team selection as well, to be fair, like I'm not giving them praise or anything, but I could see what he was trying to do, because if you start Todd Cantwell or Raskin, they, they won't offer anything defensively, so mm-hmm. you had to start with Kamara and Lundstrom to kind of shore up that defensive unit, and probably he was going with that, Tony, but the to stick with Kyogo, Michael Ross comes in, Kyogo has got better since the World Cup, perhaps he's out to prove his international boss wrong, and I know they've just appointed Klinsman, Japan, as their new manager, so that could be interesting, maybe more chances for him, knowing his knowledge in European football. But what have you made of Kyogo's form since the World Cup? Because for me, yeah, Jack and Magus was a big loss, and it's quite unfortunate he still can't play for his new team because of the fees issue, which is yeah. it, that should have been all sorted out. But Kyogo's been on fire. Yeah, could you drop him for these games? I don't think so. He scored a double, he made it look easy, and he's just been in- instrumental to how we play, and especially the system.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. He's he's, um, he's he's really stepped up since the World Cup. And it was weird at the World Cup because when the, him and Hatati missed out, we were a bit as fans. What does that mean? Does that mean that they're going to be disappointed and feel they need to leave Celtic to get better in the spotlight? Or does it mean they need to up their game? Do you know what I mean? These things can go either way. So it looks like him and Hattati both of, I mean, hatati has been brilliant all season, so has Kyogo, mm-hmm. But yeah, both have sort of stepped up since since that World Cup. Um, it's like it gave them that wee kick, just that wee little bit focus. I was I was disappointed to see GG go, because um, I think he's an important player for us. His his goals um, uh, per ninety for for like even if you're thinking he's coming on as a sub a lot of times and trying to get into the game and and goals per start. So the games he started, how many goals he scored, the percentage it was like far better than Kyogre's as well. But different games I get that. But yeah. Mm-hmm all looks to be sort a player that offers something different and maybe something better in the long term. But if you're drawing nothing each tomorrow with ten minutes to go, would you rather have Gigi come on a roll? You'd rather have Gigi because you're confident in getting that goal. Whereas if you're actually winning one nothing and, and St. Myrna pushing a little bit, O's quite a good option because you can hold the ball up and he can help you sort of um settle out the game. But um I think I think this is something we need to get used to. With Angie's teams, that players are going to move on. JJ uh, Jaranovic has moved on. Uh, Jackie Marcus has moved on, and uh, other players will move on. But it's get, replacing them is the key. And when you mm-hmm. do that, um, uh, then uh, and I think it all looks good so far. But yeah, my biggest worry was not so much with cool go step up because you always knew there was more there. It was more with, with they stay fit. Because if he did, if he wasn't fit, then you're, you're relying on Maeda or or, or O um, in that central position, and it's it's a, it's a big drop. Every other position in the pitch, um, you could you could take the best player out and replace him with someone next. Um, and I think that's the biggest drop. Is it is it Kyo go to the next player in that position?
0: I think for me, like O does look decent. He, he's quick. He has a good touch on him. He can roll defenders. And I know when he came on against Raiders, or he had really. Nothing to do. He held the ball up a wee bit and kind of dragged others, others into play. I know he done one and Ben Davis with the elbow into the stomach. He needs to be careful with them types of challenges because we know our history and VAR in, in this league. But in terms of Kyogo, for me, Michael McDonald came in there. He has the perfect attitude for this system that Alan Pardew plays, and I totally agree. And Charles Smith, Japan must have some team to leave Kyogo and Atate, Atate out of their squad. A hundred percent they're they're littered with talent. But to, to move on to the midfield line, Mark. Aaron Moy, one of my biggest bugbears this season, kind of proved me wrong, L- literally has. I've, I've been eating humble pie ever since I said them words. But when he first came in, and go back to that St. game, when we got beat, he was dreadful. He was slow, he was passive, he didn't get on the ball. Maybe because Turnbull was playing beside him, that's a slow midfield to have. There's no kind of number eight in there to kind of win the ball back and pass it to him. But for me, Aaron Moy, since that World Cup, Again, we talk about the World Cup giving the players a boost. kyogo has got it, even though he wasn't in the squad. Hatate, he's trying to prove himself to the, the, the new Japan boss. But Aramoi has been incredible. Mm. Yeah, to me, he still looks slow and laboured. He still looks a bit like do you know, if Robo hips, I call him because he can't turn, he can't swivel. <laughs> he, need, he, need, he needs to be facing where we're attacking to, to make a difference, but when he plays, him, he was involved in both goals that were scored against him. Just the that pass into Greg Taylor, they opened up the play for him to put the ball in, and then at the edge of the box, when we scored the second one, the kind of play that was it. the Cal McGregor, I think he played it too, and then McGregor played it on. But he's been incredible, and I think what's your opinion on this O'Reilly debate as well? Because he's been on the bench domain, and I know he's, he scored a goal against at uh, Merlin in the Cup. We were hoping that would give him a confidence boost, and like Tony, I thought he would have started for more legs, but Or Moy keeps proving us all wrong?
1: I thought Moy was the perfect fit for that game. I'm sorry to disagree with you. I thought we needed a bit of muscle in midfield as well. It's not always just about having the player who's maybe a bit more silky on uh, the eye or maybe a bit more silky. I think O'Reilly's form has been really really bad since the World Cup uh, and Moy's form form has been improved. So you get the perfect combination of your guys forming up and wanging dunes and you go and pick the, the player that's maybe having an impact and the impact that player's had uh, since he's been back for the World Cup has been up there with any player, really, in terms of impact since the World Cup. Um, I was very critical He's his signing. I thought it was a backward step for Celtic. And I actually I actually, accused the manager of bringing him in to get him fit for the World Cup. I thought he was doing his whole pile of favour. But the, we've seen what Angie's plan was. I, I think he's a very... He almost looks at a football pitch like he's playing chess at times. You know, he's... He just kind of looks at the pitch and he, he's got his parochials and he'll just pick, pick a pass. It's never, he never really picks a simple pass. You know what I mean? He makes a no. pass so easy, but he, he, he's, every pass he makes seems to have like a purpose to it. You know what I mean? There's people that just regurgitate the ball and they'll have great stats at the end of the season. And like, Starfield for Thompson has stats, his passing stats are amazing. But when, you look, when the, the eye tells you that when he's on the ball, you're nervous for a reason. It's not just because he's, he's, his body shape or how he kicks the ball, but Moy, I, I really, he's a player I think for me he's first choice. I, I've been really frustrated with Matt O'Reilly, I must admit, he played great cover for a uh, um, uh, Callum McGregor when, he, when
0: McGregor. Callum
1: McGregor, I I'm, I'm to say that. You know. <laughs> I, thank God I've not him. He's another all a crack but do you know something? Stephen, <laughs> I think that <laughs> I, know, I was like i I've, I've let my guard down there. No, um, I think he's. Uh, his season, I think if he was on loan, I'll, I'll sum up like this, I think if Matt Bailey was on loan, I, I wouldn't be pushing to sign him. That's that's my opinion and he's got great stats. I think he's still got the most goalless this season for Celtic, maybe in the entire league. But, the, some of these stats can be a bit, you know, like, if I pass the ball to you 10 yards for goal and you would run 40 yards, 50 yards and... Put one in the tap bag, Stephen. I, I get the assist for that, you know what I mean? Or if I if I'm taking corners or whatever, I'm getting the assist for that. And some of these stats can be padded with that. I think your eyes is the biggest the, the biggest gauge on I think Upper's ability is, is just your eyes, mate, you know what I mean? I think to a lot of it, I'm I'm a bit a starter myself. I like to look at things like that. But to be quite honest with you, I think when it comes to the impact on the team just now, I'd much I'd rather have Aaron Moy own form than Matteringly, who's kind of looking a bit stale. Uh 5, I'm
0: like, you am What a shift, there.
1: Chris Aye, God. Uh, but I, I, for me, it's more than a mate. Um, that's what I think.
0: Well, I'll tell you what: if you pass the ball to me ten yards and I ran forty yards and put one in the top bin, I'm getting the ball and door for that. Never mind your assist. Mm-hmm. That would be some going for me. Like I can already run five feet. could you do that, until... Stephen?
1: Could you do that? I could do it.
0: Um, it so Please, could... maybe. Right. <laughs> Run the forty yards. Run the left of this house, never mind. No, Out of no, breath. No. But but come and to yourself, uh, Tony. And I know you like stats and and, and stuff, oh, and we it's... all like stats to be fair. Yeah. But uh in, in regards to the the whole debate with Moyne O'Reilly, it's interesting because O'Reilly did fantastically well to cover McGregor at the number six position. I think we were on around about that time it happened okay. and we were discussing it and seeing what his stats were at that at that point in time. Seems like to me, maybe his World Cup took him by surprise that he wasn't in the Denmark squad. I don't think he really should have been expecting it. And even at that, he should have probably kicked on again like the other players in terms of attitude. But mark me an interesting point. If we had him on loan, he wouldn't be pushing the sign. And I find that quite interesting because when he came in last season, he was on fire and yeah. he still has possibly the highest assist in the league for, for Celtic. anyway. What, what's your take on this Moyen O'Reilly debate at the minute, Tony?
2: Yeah, so sure. And I I, th- I think it goes back to who's playing alongside them, as you talked about. So um, I, I'm getting criticised for saying Moy shouldn't have played last week. Yeah, I was criticised back at the last St. Mun game and I was saying everybody was over the top with the criticism of Moy. So I'm disagreeing with people a bit at different times. I was backing <laughs> Moy up at the start. But the reason I said that at, at, at the last St. Mun game in September that people were um, overcritical of Moy, they were looking at his performances at that time and all these minutes were playing alongside Turnbull. They had, he had no minutes alongside Hatati and, and, and O'Reilly to that, to that extent. And if you're if you're Moy, you've got loads of ability, but you've maybe got a weakness, maybe your pace and your, your mobility. So Turnbull's not going to support you in that. Whereas if now he's playing alongside Hatati. And Hatati's like the best player you could ever ask for if you want if your weakness is a little bit of mobility and speed. Um mm-hmm. uh, so Moy's getting all the time in the boy because of um, what Hatati can bring to that. So I think that's helped that's helping a uh, O'Reilly, uh, uh helping Moy with regards to O'Reilly. Um, I don't think necessarily the, the World Cup. I think it's since he went to the number six role. Since mm-hmm. he came back to the number six role, he's mm-hmm. not being the same player. So I don't I, I don't know why that that's affected him, but it seems when he went back to that number six role, he's came back, he's not being the same player. Um and, and, don't know I don't know why um, to Mark's point about stats yeah he's got the most assists at nine but, but, but a better measure as you say is um, expected assists because that'll, that'll measure what, what was the chance of scoring when you, you gave the assist do you mm-hmm. know what I mean the, the XG and he's about 14th for that sort of thing so um, on oh, XG, it's very interesting actually right. a, 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 a expected assists per 90 do you know what I mean so right. although last season he was up the top for expected assists sort of thing so that does show the, the decline year on year
0: yeah, I mean Tony. I don't know if you noticed, but your cameras uh, sticking a wee bit. Just letting you know, just in just in the case your camera's is going to be a wee bit haywire. But right. to be fair, like that, that's interesting about O'Reilly being 14th for expected assist mark in, in terms of what you see. And Moy for me has made that big difference trying to like penetrate, penetrate the final third. No, I don't want to say that ever again. But do you know, what I mean? getting them final goal <laughs> scoring positions and uh, provide assists and getting the box and score himself. Now, before we move on to the midfield, I want to bring up Plund's McNugget, Iwata, Look good when he came on. I totally agree. For me, when he came on, he covered the ground really, really well. I remember one of the Japanese uh, journalists saying he's a Tate, but not the ability in terms of getting the ball, receiving it, and taking players on, but the, his engine, his speed, his awareness. And I just thought he made the game simple when he came on. I think that's the best we've seen of him so far in the Celtic shirt. yeah, I, I thought he
1: looked great when he came on. I was quite excited when I... Uh, it just shows you the trust he's got them that he flung them on a big match like that. And the game wasn't he won in terms of the scoreline, so it's a lot of faith in the guy. He's Not a lot of minutes, but I was quite impressed with him, and uh, I think he's going to be a good player for Celtic. I, I think all the players that Ange has brought in like are very identical to what his philosophy is in football. I mean, I remember when he just he just brought uh, Kyogo over and he went, he ticks all the boxes. I think this guy is going to be one of the kind of players that you go. He just typifies the Ange Postecoglou's football and. Uh, I like the like, they like him and Big O is the same he, he, they'll take a lot of confidence boys they'll a lot of minutes but when the managers trust you to bring on, bring on to a, a marquee match like that against Rangers when the game's no one technically uh, shows that they've got a a future uh, not a future they've got a, a fighting chance of getting some good minutes uh, if you knew in the end of the season
0: yeah 100% you saw it Tony? i
2: on my phone
0: there's a big echo. if you still got the other one on? Oh, well. Is that better now? Yeah, that's better. But uh, yeah. yeah, Mark, I, t- I totally agree in, in terms of what you were saying there in regards to Iwata. And what, what one interesting thing to me is it could provide a rest for Colin McGregor going forward too. Do so, you I mean, you can interplay them in them positions and we've seen McGregor move up one when Iwata come on. So that was interesting to see. He was still on the pitch and proving an influence and Coming to yourself, Tony, what's been your impression of Iwata so far? There's a lot of love for him in the Celtic support at the minute come in with a big, big name in Asia. Obviously, J-League Player of the Year, MVP of the Year, Team of the Year, on loan with an obligation to buy. Are you excited by him so yeah,
2: far? Ab- absolutely, yeah, um, definitely. I think, um, so a couple of things uh, with regards to that. I think one is, um, I've thought at, at the right top level, I'm not sure if McGregor's good enough defensively. Like I'm talking about European level. Is it, McGregor's great at, at, at that number six level and controlling the game and passing the game and um, and uh, all the things that you want to uh, associate with that part of the number six role. But defensively and breaking up attacks and, and transitions, etc., I'm not 100%. Although I'm, I'm seeing him continually improve and improve, especially when you're watching him against Rangers. The defensive side of the game, McGregor's getting better. Um, so Awata, I think um, uh, puts an improvement on that. So that means that in European games, a lot could come in there and McGregor go slightly forward. The other thing is you need as well uh, uh, you need you need more than one player in that position because you mm-hmm. can't just. Lie if McGregor gets injured, or you need to rest them, etc. So um, so one is yeah, it's slightly improve on the defensive side of that. Um, and utilise McGregor the forward but the second is being able to rest McGregor or replace him if he gets injured and I think I think he definitely, uh, he's definitely going to have a, a part to play when Angie's talking about him he talks about him sort of very highly you can tell that this is a guy who's going to have um, a huge impact if if, uh, if he doesn't start this time next year he might be starting quite a lot more um, he'll definitely be involved um, every other game or as a sub
0: yeah I totally agree and Brown Warrior comes in. I think we're looking at a different setup in midfield with a Wadden McGregor moving to a double pivot and behind a 10 in Europe, a wee glimpse into the future. Very well could be. I mean, Postacaldi spoke about it. I think he spoke about it at the start of January. He said he wants to try different formations. He wants to look at different things going forward. So that could be a possibility. Uh, plus, McNugget, delighted that Moy proved you that wrong. He needed to get fit to show his quality 100%. John Duncan, giving you praise, Mark. You're on every podcast available. What a guy. What a shift. <laughs> um, was, <laughs> John the again have you seen Barkas he's an amazing goalkeeper I'm hoping he comes back to Celtic and proves us all wrong he's smashing it now great statistics to talk about that for a minute right this might be a wasted kind of five minutes or so but it, it interests me Barkas came in with great pedigree from AEK Athens he played against us in the qualifiers Mark he looked, Tony's laughing already. Well, I'll come to you, Tony. <laughs> he, he played, he had a decent defence ahead of him. Then he's away to Utrecht. I know they got beat there by a semi professional team, 4 1, and he was in goal, so that doesn't look good. Mm. But would you give him one more chance? Or would you just be like, right, you get your ticket ready, you're away?
1: No, I'd probably phone passport control and see he's got uh, some suspicious stuff in his bags. I mean, I like look back in the country. I <laughs> mean, there's like the, the Glasgow coat of arms, is like the first that can of sing, the bell that kind of ring. He's a goal that can't save a, save a shot. It, I, I think he's torture. I see some of the times that I've looked back very rarely in some of the goals we lost for the last season. You'll see, for Two years ago, you see a clip and you go, he is going to be one of the worst keepers I've ever seen. It's silly, honestly. And Sometimes it just doesn't work for you. There's probably a keeper in there. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure you don't get a £5 million move for one European team to another, uh, unless there's something there. But, just know for me, mate. I think I'm a I love Joe Hart. I mean, there's probably calls for this probably to be Hart's last season is number one. Yep, that I, mean. that might, I might that might progress that way, mate. It probably it probably is looking that way. I love Joe Hart. I'd love to see him get another season, but form dictates that, mate, to be honest with you. I don't fall in love with players and don't mind them to leave there. If they're not if they're no day, then they're, they're not doing it. Although most of the complaints I'm hearing about Joe Hart is about the ball at his feet no too many complaints about his shot stopping or okay I, like, I think he has to come out and start catching the ball
0: yeah but, in yeah, area. Yeah.
1: but I, I would rather give Conor Hazard minutes before I give uh, Barcast because Conor Hazard alright we're not invested in Conor Hazard as much as barcast but I think if we're going to make a return on somebody it'll be Conor Hazard longer term than Barkas I think if you sell Barcast and Mora you're going to get a million well, whereas we can spend less money just now, give Connor Hazard a tutorship under Joe Hart an internationalist and and see where he goes, but Barca's nah, nah, mate, he's the goalie when he haunts in my opinion.
0: You're barking mad, Mark, you're barking mad, always. but I, I <laughs> think I, of, up, like in, that, <laughs> in terms of uh, Barcast myself, I mean, me and Franny on this podcast, we, we tried so hard to pump that train and keep it going and keep it going, but Again, you have to eventually let things go. It became like a gimmick in the end, Tony, trying to say he was, he was still cut the mustard at the Celtic Football Club. But Joe Hart as well. I mean, you made the point there, Mark. The shot stopping great. There's no complaints for me about that. But commanding his area, losing concentration on occasions really boils my boils my box. Like do you Joe, know I mean, he, he should be switched on 100%. Passing the ball to the players in the opposition team, that, that's shambolic. If he if the pass isn't on, you kick along, simple. But, Tony, coming to yourself, you you were laughing there. bag at Southie Football Club. I mean, for the stats, I don't know. Some of the stats looked okay, but where do you think that one's going to go? Do you think that's a, a bye-bye like Mark?
2: So, Mark says he's going to phone passport control. I'll probably go a step further. I'm going to go over there and meet barcast and say, can you put that in your bag for me and take it over? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: take
1: us teddy bear. I
2: think I said were <laughs> straight, that take great. guy you take this for me. Um, no, I, I, absolutely no chance. Um, uh, it's it's interesting because when you and it is a stats thing. I think because there's uh, I, so when you look at uh, when you look at other aspects of goalkeeping which you do in the modern game and and the stats 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 red stats led sorry. You need to look at things like coming for crosses. You need to look at things that are coming off your line. You need to look at um, your ability to play football and things like that. All important things that we want in our next keeper. And actually, in these stats, Barkas is really top draw. And, 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 and like he's he's coming for crosses and all the, the sort of modern day stats of a goalkeeper. And he was just average for some of the the other ones if he was just average at stop shopping short stopping average at his his positioning or his diving etc you'd maybe be saying that there's maybe a keeper in there worth sort of looking at because he's so good at the other aspects but see as Mark says see when you're the worst in the world at short stopping then it doesn't matter how good you are you it could be like Messi. You'd as well just put Messi in the goals and say, "Well, at least he's good for the, playing the ball out for the back." But um, he's he's he's, um, he's, he's short as the worst we've ever seen. He's never he's never had a save. Um, I think I think, I think, I think he registered. I think he registered a save at St Johnston when we he came in. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Hart and Bain had got COVID, and it was the, the last game just before the break. And remember Joey Dawson and that's playing. Barkas came, came in and he registered a save in that game. And I think that's the first save he's ever done in his Celtic <laughs> career. Um, <laughs> so uh, um, he's, he's shot, stopping, and his He's positioning and because mm-hmm. people were like, oh, what was he meant to do with that? the, the thing. It really, really frustrated me at Barca's time. You could tell early doors he wasn't a keeper and people were saying, well, what's he meant to do with that? That that that, that shot was in the corner. What's he meant to do with that? He, he couldn't do it. If you wanted a keeper who you couldn't blame for the shots and the shots went in the net and just never made a mistake, you could get somebody for the 100 grand for the for the championship or League One. You, the, the reason that you're, you're paid £5 million is you're meant to save shots that you're not meant to save. Um, yeah. And uh, and I remember the the, the game against Rangers at October one, the COVID one, and um goals and goals and like the first goal, he just didn't even dive. I mean, like, it, and even when he did dive, he was diving like floating, like Ian Wright's goal celebrations. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't, it wasn't a, like, a proper dive. Um, so he's he's ha- he's, he's short stopping his dives, his positioning, just um, all horrendous. So not 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 at all. But again, it's interesting because it, it, when you say it's about starts in modern day. Um, uh, analytics, a lot of the, a lot of the modern day stuff and the new stuff and the new things that you want. He was really good at them. I I looked at see, see a lot of people would say that he was great for the Athens against us and He was he was great So I actually went back and watched a lot of videos during that time when he was, he, he was with us. I was like, what was he really like? And I watched a lot of videos because sometimes you can be sold on YouTube videos. And I watched the videos and he was it was good in them. But what I noticed in them was it wasn't a conventional. Um, goalkeeper. So he was making a great save, but he was going with the wrong hand. Do you know what I mean? Or his positioning was wrong, but he was making a great save. So as much as he was good in the clips, you could tell he wasn't a a, a traditional goalkeeper. And in fact, I think it came out that he was a left back before. So um, he he just wasn't somebody who's been
1: trained.
0: Yeah, he was a left back.
1: Was <laughs> he? <laughs> No way.
0: I he, he said as he played in training for Greece as a left back, and that was his favorite position. So, like, what whose boy said there? Like, you kind of know that when your yeah. goalkeeper is a five million pound, like you said, Tony says that. Well, maybe he does. Maybe not playing that anymore in your life. But yeah, it's interesting when you bring that up. There's a lot of people saying about Joe Hart as well. Merle Watt came in there, Hart ducking shots, especially in European football. Totally agree. Um, Michael Ross, Will Barkey be playing footy at Parker's next year Chaps Day. all them names for Parquet is mental but it, <laughs> it, it brings up it brings up an interesting debate, I think the majority of fans would say, man, not speaking for everybody like just in my opinion, that Barcast would probably not be at Celtic, for me I still hold a wee glimmer of hope, I think he can pull off an underdog story here, I really do maybe he goes back and he flies back as number one, and you, know, you never know, happy endings, and all that, but we'll, we'll kind of we'll move on not the end type of happy end as Mark, stop laughing. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll move on to Alistair Johnson, who replaced your favourite right back in the world, JJ, Josip yes. Uralovic, Mark, who's went to Union Berlin. He came out this, this week, funny enough, with some interesting comments saying he was surprised they didn't try hard enough to keep him. He keeps in contact with people and all that type of stuff. And he was informed that Alistair Johnson signed before their game, I believe, against them at, at that time. And he was asked his opinion and stuff. He didn't know what was going on. He he didn't want to play, in his words, in a, in a rotational type team. He wanted to be first choice. So that was his reason for leaving. But we, we all kind of probably know the reason why they have money calls. Do you know what I'm saying? And for me, Alistair Johnson's come in. He's proved an able deputy. And what, what the question I want to ask both of you, but I want to start with you, Mark. Is he the horrible bastard that Celtic need? Because he gets in some wrangles. like, And especially that game against Rangers, he, he didn't let nothing pass him. He flipped Barces to one side, Tillman to one side, squaring up the people, just getting in their faces and there's been a lot of people calling for that to sell Celtic again. Are we getting it with him, do you think?
1: Aye, and he's getting a mixture of that kind of uh, brutality, but he's also got the ability as well. Rangers kind of tend to go for like, brutality and just leave it there. We've got a player who's can uh, can mix it up. He's he's a he's a great player. I, I really like the guy. I thought, when I, his first couple of games, I, I, I thought, right, I saw enough to suggest that you're gonna be a long term right back for Celtic. But I've saw, also saw enough that I want like to see Ralston get game time. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I stand by that. I think there will there will be occasions that Ralston should be getting minutes because he's he's a top performer as well, you know what I mean? And Yoranovich part that's just be parting shots. I think he had a wee dig at the Celtic know what to keep him. He left for money. He checked during the summertime. All these things that you're talking about there, the, the Johnson scenario and his minutes getting uh took half of him and things like that. That wasn't the case in the summertime. and He came yeah. back and, he's, and he's, uh, his game wasn't the same. I thought he was overrated to the highest degree I've ever seen. I'll put it to be honest with you. I thought he was very bang average, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> uh, in terms of Johnson, we need that kind of player because we've got Kyogo and Hatati who are picking players up and, and they're braiding their hair and they're giving them wee cuddles and kisses. I don't want to see that in these kind of big matches. I want to see Celtic... Fight fire with fire. I mean, I want somebody to walk by a player when they're on the deck and look down at them, like Kieran Tierney, you know what I mean? Somebody who's, as I say, got to have the ability to match it, of course. No point just having that brutality and arrogance and not having the footballing ability. Mm-hmm. Look at John Lundstrom. That's what happens when you get somebody who can stare at somebody. Just but- of at people. Of people. Good, yeah? Just stares at people. And some of these best clips that you've seen in the Rangers' perspective has been matches that he's lost. You know what I mean? So they take wee small modicums of comfort out of that. And let them do it. That's why they're zombies. You know what I mean? I know they're living living. The rest is, but no, I, I I love watching the boy, mate. And do you know something? It's very early in his Celtic career, and you never know how these things are going. But it looks to me as if he's a he's a leader. You know what I mean? There's there's a captain in there. There's somebody who you could. I, I rely on him certainly. See, new he's one of the first names on the team sheet, and, and that that might change, you know, because I think I think might get game time tomorrow, and and rightly so. But I think the the guys just get, you know, he's positional. He's for me one of his biggest strengths is his positional awareness. Yep, yep. He's not no getting caught out the way that creation player did, and, and <laughs> just see, have this good blend of being aggressive, but. He's not overlapping and things like that. And when we've got, I thought it was a knife. He had on there. What is that? It was a pen? I, I thought he was. We <laughs> to done that for a minute. Why is that terrible? <laughs> but, um, he's, a, he's a different player for Greg Taylor. Two totally different fullbacks in the one system that work perfectly. You know what I mean? And I think if he loses a ball in midfield, he's always an eye shot. He's always there yeah. and we're going to have that last season with Ivanovic. And I hate to keep, keep going back to it. Some of the goals we lost to the Champions League this season, just with his presence alone, I don't think we'd have lost them if we had Alan Johnson. Hey, what's his name again? Alistair Johnson. Alistair Johnson, oh god. That's that knife that's put me off. Put that away, put that
0: away. Get her knife away, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> but say but to be firm, is you like um... Alan? Yeah, I know. I know, oh, I know. Another thing we have to understand about Alistair Johnston as well, like he can play as a centre back and he can play as part of a free. So there's there's rotation, there's different formations that Postal Cog could try out during the game. Before I come to yourself, Tony, I just want to come to the comments. John Duncan said AJ is a solid machine, puts it about like Carter and and know seems like he will stick to the defence. Ralston needs more game time, like you said, Mark. Uh, Michael McDonald comes in. Jesus, I forgot about Ralston. What a squad we have, Mister Freeland. Johnson is class on and off the pitch. I can see him scoring a lot from right back with the positions he finds himself in. And it's interesting. There's a few guys in my podcast who say he maybe doesn't have the same football ability Tony going forward as Juranic. But I think with a couple see the passes he was making against Rangers and over the top passes outside the foot, think he set up was it um, O'Reilly and no Haxabanovic for that run. I think that like, like a Maisie pass. And do, do you know what I mean? He can find the ball like, and he's very athletic. He, he doesn't take no shit. And as Mark said, I totally agree with him. Maybe a bit early to say it, but again, captain material, he looks like it. He looks like he's already bought into the ethos of the club. And I didn't really know until recently that his bum is actually from where I'm from, which is quite interesting. So he qualifies if he wanted to play for Northern Ireland, but obviously he's Canadian international. Well, what, what's your opinion of him so far, Tony?
2: Yeah, no, I've been very impressed. He's, he's an excellent, uh, excellent addition to the squad. Um, yeah, I, I think, and I get Mark's point about Yelanovich, uh, I think if you look at Juranovic at his best, i.e., last season, then it is a, a step, step down um, and it's a, it's a detriment to the first team um, because Juranovic at his best was top quality. And what Juranovic offered you was um, it was probably more about going forward. And it wasn't necessarily crosses like Ralston can do or, um, or things like that. It was more like the way Celtic play with the inverted fullbacks. And it was the ability to, A, Put his foot on the ball and not be panicked. So like a midfielder, you just put your foot on the ball and not be panicked. And that can help Celtic the way they build up the game. But the other thing is when we want to do the game um, uh, quick, um, Juranovic can do the passes quick time. So he's comfortable on the ball and he can do a quick one-touch pass. I think when it comes to Johnson, he's not as good as that like putting a foot on the ball or a quick one-touch pass. Although he is comfortable on the ball, but not the same level as Juranovic. However, if you look at the other side of the game, the, the game for our fullback, the defensive side, I think Johnston's is night and day compared to Juranic mm-hmm. when it comes to the defensive mm-hmm. aspects of, of 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 the game, and that mm-hmm. might help us when it comes to Europe. Do you know what I mean? Because Europe, um, ideally, yeah, you want to take the game to teams and you want to have a right back that can put his foot in the ball like Juranic, but I think we need to sort of walk before we can run. So I think just actually getting getting it defensively right, and I think um, Johnston, but as much as I thought it was a step down in the fact you've lost a top player from last season, one, Juranovic wasn't playing like that this season, and two, you have to move players on anyway, and the thing about that is, as much as it was a step down, Johnson's a lot younger, so by the time Johnson's Juranovic's age, it could be far better than Juranovic, um, so, so you've got him um, younger, You've got um, uh, the time to work with them, so not a problem with with the overall sort of deal. Letting go a good player, realizing that you're maybe a bit worse off, but you're getting somebody for the future, and actually somebody could potentially be better, and you've made money on the on the deal as well. Um, but yeah, off sort of parts off like the captain material that they did get yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm one that I always did like Mark. One sort of games against Rangers this uh, day, the team who were up for it the most and who weren't mm-hmm. intimidated seemed to win it. But I actually think going and Atharty have got it in their own way. So it's like, so yeah, if it, if the Rangers centre Ranger half stood up against the Hartson and Hartsons giving them a back. Kyogo does it his own way because they, they're they, like, Right, Kyogo's doing Celtics Danger Man, we're going to bring you down, we're going to elbow you, we're going to get in your face. And Kyogo just gets an elbow, goes, right, Up you get, thanks, yeah, no worry, bang in the net, right, okay, <laughs> thanks, bang. And I think that's the best way to show them up, just to say, Oh, thanks, yeah, sorry, so, sorry for hitting your elbow with my head, sorry, and then just keep doing it because it's like, It doesn't, it's, it's, if you're a center half, and you're getting hearts in them when you're back and you're like, you, you know you're in a fight and you're, 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 you're bringing a bit of variance to the game, especially when Celtic are a far better team. When Celtic are a far better team, the more they want the game to be a bit more physical and better. and if, and if, if Kyogo could just say, yeah, fine, thanks, and just keep going on with it. Then it's good. But to Mark's point, yeah, yeah. You don't want that in the whole team and you need a little bit of sort of steel in there and Johnson definitely brings that. And just, not just like physically, also mentally as well. I think he, he he's the, the guy's the guy's uh, a winner and he, he's bought into the whole sort of Celtic um, philosophy and story, do you know what I mean? As well, so no, I'm really happy with him.
0: I mean, if you play ice hockey, do you know I mean? You're going to be a hard nut, like, you don't want to get stuck into people. Yeah. But I, w- I want to come to some things I've got wrong here. Anzino came in, Klinsman is managing South Korea now, not Japan. My bad. Do you apologize about that? I said Japan, but he's the manager of South Korea. Even more exposure for Oh, so it kind of falls into the whole thing I was saying. You probably get more chances, especially with Kling's Klingsman's knowledge of European football. But you talk about future, Tony, and this gets stuck into one man's future, Mark. Pasta Coglu came out very unlike him. I thought he kind of addressed his future. He never really does. But he said that basically, I'll paraphrase one line because I can't remember it all. You'll be surprised how long I'm here. And he also referenced the media being like, usually be the first ones to call me out for not moving and not showing enough ambition, which is true. They probably will. I've got different feelings on what he was saying, but I'll let you fire on first. Do you think that's him committing his future? Or do you think he's kind of trying to quieten down the noise around his future?
1: As he's, as he's, tried to, try to do, he's just trying to quieten it didn't mate. I think that's why he didn't do the press conference uh, a few weeks ago. I thought he was just kind of trying to bat it off. The, 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 his statement saying as you'll be surprised, that's very un uncommittal as well. You know what I mean? It's very vague. You know, I mean, who's to say what surprises folks so? Hey, listen, he's, he's sur- yeah, <laughs> course, right. he's a, I'm surprised. Of course, uh, see thing is, um, he's, a, he's a Celtic till he gets the right offer, and it's the same way any player, anybody. I don't care, if I talk, say, kiss the badge, and he's got his red microphone and loving life. The minute that they got offered that crazy money, they're away. And, and do you know what? We we're in, in, in the football world anywhere it should be because of the country we're in, but mm-hmm. we've accepted that players come and go. And uh, we've, we've we've been uh, around for 130 years. We've only ever lost one manager uh, mid-season to somebody. So that just shows you that Celtic don't habitually lose managers to other teams. But it, it does happen. I mean, um, Brendan Rogers went at, at midnight, and we all know why he went, and it's for money. But to be honest with you, any football player plays for money. Because if, if he didn't play for money, you would have Haaland would play for his local team. He would have stayed at Dortmund. He would have stayed when he when he, he, he go because he was offered twenty grand and uh, money dictates uh, your life as well. He's got a, his family's pretty young as well, and I'm pretty sure he's a rich man. But he's don't forget up to recently was not he own the big box? I mean, I'm sure he was owning very good money in uh, in Japan more than we'll ever make. But at Celtic, he might be on about a million a season plus bonuses whatever that is, and England you can get five million pound, and and that's a that's a. A Crystal Palace. I mean, the guy who left Brighton to go to Chelsea, he was on one hundred and ninety grand a week at Brighton. Yeah. One hundred and ninety grand. Brilliant. That is that's five point two million a season, a five point one million a season. That's the kind of money these Diddy clubs can offer. So, when I when I I think even if for me, my priority for, for in terms of Ange is we should be picking his brains. We should be trying to learn for this guy because if he goes. I think the structure just now is so identical to his plans that another manager with a different philosophy would maybe struggle with this team to get the same tune out of them, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, So, for me, my priority is to tie him down, if you can, on a five-year contract, four-year contract. But all that does is gives you financial muscle when when you deal with a manager. When we lost Brendan Rodgers, we got £9 million pounds, Stephen. So we had the financial muscle at that time to go and say to Arafa Benitez, as a three million pound a year, three year contract, you know, I mean, before spending money that wasn't given to us, he could have brought in background staff for another two, three million pound. We could have upped the level, upped their game, but we chose a cheap option. So, I'm hoping Celtic have learned for that a wee bit. And should he leave Celtic, it'll be because Celtic are successful, and that's a good thing for us as fans. But in terms of the club and then the next step, the succession plan. Uh, him getting him getting a longer term contract is needed, but what I'll say is, that's fine very quickly, it's probably a good thing for us that Ange isn't tied into a contract, and I'll tell you why. The board have got a fear he can go any minute. As soon as you sign that four or five year contract, they might listen. They might they might start tightening the purse strings and start to loosen, uh, uh, you know, some of their old habits. You know what I mean? Of no backing the manager, and if it, when if, if there's always that we shed, a we. Shred a doubt over his his commitment. The, the, the board will probably need to dance to his tune a wee bit so a four or five year contract is good for the club financially should the worst happen but the way he's working just now is fine for me mm-hmm. because the big box come in for him Stephen, where he's got a five year contract I know he's still away, you know what I mean Yeah. it's just the succession plan for me is, I think we should be getting looked at constantly anyway
0: well, we don't want to go back to Peter Dowell's drawer again with five names in it that he always used I to speak about. Dan, I mean, he's <laughs>
1: no, no, no city for me should be a No city for me should only be a criteria if you're a black taxi driver. It shouldn't be yeah. any other job. Knowing the city. I know he was trying to say he knows the culture, he knows the way this this city works, but Nah, I mean, but just to quickly finish a point, I think my, um, I think. Um, his words are interesting for a Celtic fan. They've came just at, after feeling euphoric about the cup, but they are only words, Stephen. And I think the the fact of the matter is, the offer comes in. It's all about Celtic's next move. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, hundred percent, Tony. I can see you're in the studio, buddy, but it's not letting me add you back in. Put your camera on and see if that makes a difference. It just let it's giving me the option to kick you, but I don't want, I don't want to do that. But in, in terms of um, the the, the money situation. I mean, I get a lot of heat for it myself because I'm the first one to speak about it. I think words sometimes, sometimes people say things that you you want to hear. Just mm-hmm. as as I as you, we both said they're to quieting down the noise around the future. He did say a lot during that 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 press conference or the interview that he done. Things change very quickly. Do you know what I mean? So he's yeah. caveat everything he says with the change and what could happen further down the line. Football is not always normal, not always straightforward. And there's a lot of people in the comments saying that they'll have a feeling he's going to be a long term manager. There's nothing more in this word that I would want. Yeah. And a hundred percent. Postocodu for me can stay as a lifer. Obviously if things don't go to shit. But the the, the way that I look at this, as you said, is success in planning. Like we see managers now, you see the likes of Thomas Tuchel can't survive more than a year in a job. You see different types of managers who leave after two, three, four years. So, I mean there's a shelf life. We all know there is. And unless Posta Caldu is going to move upstairs like a director of football t- type position, then you, I can't really see him staying for five to ten years. I just don't think that is possible. Tony's back in there, but yeah, and st- and Sean is right in the middle of his face. I will change that for you now. But um, <laughs> the way the way I'm looking at it is <clears throat> is trying to be realistic, but also not to be brass and say that. It's going to happen because you don't have your own land back, guys. Oh, I was saying this before, Joe. So, I mean, I know I joke about it with the Eddie Howe thing, which I did get right, by the way, very early yeah. on that he wouldn't be Celtic manager. But Tony, coming to yourself, yeah, more come, coming to yourself. The Alan's Post to thing, we all love him. I mean, for a manager to make this impact in 20 months or so, coming up to the, the two years since he's been there, it's been incredible. I mean, he's probably made even, even a bigger impact than Rodgers, same level as O'Neill. And I know he keeps putting that down saying so he's never going to be, be on the same level as them guys, but he is the us. We we hold him high up. Is it a concern of you that he may leave soon or he may have a shelf life at Celtic?
2: Yeah, but firstly, sorry for coming off the phone there. My, my my phone actually overheated. Can you believe it? In March, phone overheated was <laughs> just coming out there.
1: Um
2: Must so, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So and that's the thing as well. So like we're talking about Yaranovitz leaving and, and, and we talk about key players leaving. Um but nobody's really worried that but everybody is worried about when, when Anne leaves. But the one thing we know he is going to leave, it's going to be a time and for me my my personal hope is is um that when he leaves it's not there's not a bad taste. Because um when um, when 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 we were linked to be a manager, when it was at Rogers' time, and I, I, for 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 weeks, maybe not, maybe if it was months, I was wanting Rogers. I would speak to a few people I know, and I was like, I want it to be Rogers. And and when it was Rogers, it was brilliant. And then what he brought, so to look back on Brendan Rogers as a manager with Celtic, and a lot of people have that sort of hatred towards him and call him the rat, etc. I think it's 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 disappointing to see. So mm-hmm. I would hate to see. In the future, that we talk about Ange in the same the same way. That same way, do you know what I mean? It'll be it's hard to, to even imagine that. But it would have been hard to imagine Rogers when we were doing the Rogers area in the middle of it. So I hope that the I hope I hope the exit strategy um is a good one and the fans can just remember them um in a good way. Um and I think Ange is A smart enough to have a, a good exit strategy. And B, I think he also has that integrity as well that he'll, he'll not want to um to leave at the, the wrong time. I think, um, but when is the right time? Is it is it is it mentioned it in advance? That's never worked before because you've been people, managers of players have known. Managers are leaving the the, the intensity and the play is not there. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So there's a risk to that. So yeah, so you leave, um, but we may not perform. So I don't know um, how that's going forward. But yeah, it'll be. It'll be a disappointing time and it's, and we need to be thinking now who's going to replace him and um, what does that look like um, and, and keep... The, the, the thing about Anstor, he's such a good manager, even when he has left, I think we will still be the dominant force and still be doing well and still be progressing well because of his legacy. Do you know what I mean? He'll, he'll have left something that, that we can build from. Um, so the the new manager just comes in and and put their own stamp on it, but they don't need to rip it up and start again.
0: Um, yeah, I mean go ahead on it.
2: No, no, sorry, yeah. So I think it's I think it's a, an intriguing point. But but going to these comments, I think the way comments were um they might be a little bit off getting the fans ready for that time, but the way comments were I don't think it'll be this summer. Just the way yeah, he's talking, just a bit, it don't, so I think we've got an, at least another season from him.
0: Yeah, that's my kind of thinking of it. And Benham McDonald says here, would Anz be tempted by money and how can we make him stay? I don't know if Ans is motivated by it, but Mark, you rightly said, his family's young. He's been in Japan, he's been in Australia, he's been in Greece, he's been in Scotland. Who's to say he doesn't want to try another country? He seems like that type of manager who likes to go, lay down a bit of roots and then move on again. And if we stick to the plan, as you said there, Tony, if we have managers, just for example, he lays down, down this philosophy from the academy up, and the remit now for they' going forward is to stick to that. I'd be happy about that because you know you're going to get a certain type of manager through the door. Like I know people are going off here, but before he went to Leeds, Jesse Marsh was a good manager. Marco Rose is a good manager. Them guys to me are, are off the same mold as Bostacone in terms of formations, how they like to play, press and intensity. So if you stick to that kind of remit, then I've no kind of qualms going forward, but I'd love a long-term contract. But as you said, Mark, there's, there, there, there's different caveats in that. A big thing. Whoever could buy that out for peanuts and he'd be away anyway. But yeah, we'll move on and we'll talk about Submarine and that defeat and just a wee bit about how far we've come since then. I mean, that 2-0 defeat was shambolic, wasn't it? Our only kind of blemish this season at them is at Paisley. And it's, you look at the lineup, looking at it here, Welsh and Jens were playing. Ralston with them right back. Yens has left the club. Welsh has been nowhere to be seen. Moy was in that game. And ever since that, we've been on a, a roller coaster of just get up the way and it's been incredible like the the mental attitude that it's took for that team to kick on from that and just reel away with this league isn't it I so want to take
1: it to time mate but I think if you actually at the end of the season you look back on it you'll probably see that the players probably needed that wee kick up the ass. sometimes mm. we, were, we were getting a wee lull before that and sometimes it's good to get a wee reminder that you're in a, in a fight sometimes and it was very an un performance, you know, I mean, it looked like Neil Lennon's Celtic, that, that day was just a, a bad day. I think that day was a mixture of too many changes and too many players having a bad day at, at the same time and, uh, and Ange probably doesn't is the kind of guy that repeats the kind of mistakes, you know what I mean, uh, uh, similar to the point about Moy um, coming in and uh, as, as Tony pointed out he was playing with they tumble and they, and you kind of say, well, there's there's variance, there's there's reasons why people are playing bad. And when you're only getting game time and it's with players who are only up to speed like yourself, it's hard to it's hard to show up and and play your best uh, version of yourself. And I think James McCarthy was in that midfield as well that day. And and the, the scary thing is, I, I seen pictures of him in training yesterday. So I've no, taught totally. him, the thought of him and I actually seen pictures of. Connor Hazard in training and on, he's posting pictures of himself. And I went, mean, "Oh, don't tell me there's another change tomorrow." But no, I, I don't see it happening. I think there will be a couple of changes. I think I think you might see some game time for Ralston I think, and you know what, I I think this could be. Uh, I Ange has won at every stadium in, in Scotland except St Mirren Park. So maybe this is in his mind that he he's got a wee he's got a wee marker. He wants to lay the more and beat some Mirren because he's not beaten him yet there, but. In terms of the match itself, eh, they, they all one that was horrific, but, do you know, maybe it was just a wee kick the players needed, and since that match, we've only drew against Rangers in, at Ibrox, and that's forgivable, you know what I mean, and why the goal was a penalty, and for me, eh, it's probably, when you look back, you're going to say, do you know what, it was a motivation for the players to, to bang that feeling in the head after the match and say, look, we don't want this very often, Let's push forward, and rattle this league and show the team show the, the fans and show the scotland that it'll really take me beat, and, and we're not going to be moved for anybody like that again
0: yeah i think that like as you said it's the variations of play that kind of happened the pe- people who were playing the personnel at the time and tony you're big on it you, you were saying the partnership with moy and turnbull didn't really work because of, they're both similar in, in a way quite slow and not really kind of going to win the ball back i know our can put it in but i mean his pace kind of gets him in that front and what you said there, Mark, about maybe the kick up the arse of Madi, McGrand always said that sometimes, and you're playing an opposition that that's nil each, it's like Celtic are going to need to go behind here to show a bit of fight and dig and get a go. Sometimes you just need that, that wee bolt of energy to keep you going again, and maybe that defeat in Paisley was that. And it was interesting, Tony. I don't know if it's, I mean, I've seen it off the cuff, but maybe you c- can confirm it for me. Since Postle Caldo's been in, Celtic haven't scored at Paisley in the league. And yeah, no. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So. so so, uh, yeah, no, nothing each last, last year and um, 2 and nothing this year.
2: So,
0: mm-hmm. there you go then, again. It points to a difficult venue, but since that defeat, Tony, like Mark said, we've, we've kind of steamrolled everybody, bar a draw at the uh, Ibrox, and nine points ahead, get into this game. Are you confident that we'll see this game through?
2: Um, yeah, I think,
0: given the fact that
2: Andrew's not know team, they have made the same mistakes again. Um, um, so, yeah, you, you talk about... so. Like the previous games there, um, 2 nothing. obviously, the last one in nothing each in December um, uh, last season. But also the, the game at home against them, um, well, we beat them early in the season last year, and I think the demand sent off, so it was like 6-0 or something. But after that nothing each game in December, we then played them at home around about February, March. And I think it was about the 60th minute before we scored. So, I mean, they held us out for a bit. So um, if you add in that home game and then they two away games, um, then yeah, they're a difficult opponent. Yeah, we beat them for nothing. Um, Kobe Ash's debut, and it was interesting to see him playing because um, playing out for the back and it's sort of suited him in that game. But even then, when we beat them, was it five one? Uh, recently, the, cup, then, yeah. Yeah, but the game was a good game for a while. So I think they're a, they're a real tough opponent for us, just with their, their style. Um, and just the way they are, they're like sort of very, very direct. The like possession in the in the final third is the third most uh, uh, the whole league, Yeah, they're passing and they're passing accuracy, except um, it is like the worst in the league. Do you know what I mean? So, loads of interesting stats. I've done a preview for it uh, in the site, and interesting stats are just very direct. Um, So, a tough opponent, but I think we've got that focus from the the defeat and Ange wanting to win at that that ground for for um, for the first time will be the focus enough to to do it. I wouldn't do too many changes. I wouldn't bring in Ralphston I play. I played Ralfs in a few games throughout um, the end of the season, but I think um, tomorrow. Tony, Tony, give 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 me
0: your lineup and score for now then.
2: Right. Okay. So the lineup would be um, Hart and goals, um, Johnston, and um, for this game, just uh, uh, important for this game. Um, Carter Vickers, Starfield, um Taylor, um, McGregor, uh, Hatate, and I'm going to go O'Reilly over Moy. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but, but I think it's 50 there. I think um, O'Reilly just, because the, the, the way the game is been at and there's no not getting much space in there for Moy. Moy like space, and there's not much space. Um, and then up front, so the only one change I would do really if you have to pick your best eleven. So up front I would have um, Jota um Kyogo and I'd make one change. I would have Haksa and instead of Maeda. I just think because of that the game and the type of thing my Maeda's not going to spaces he normally would, and Hak Sabanovic is, is going to healthy create space, that'd be the one change I'd probably probably we'll do. And predictions two two nothing, Kyogo to score the first
0: and uh Arely to score the second. Get your money on it, people. And um, just to come to you, uh, Mark here, Michael McDonald is busting his chops to know what's on your tap. He's asked about six times, so what's on? Oh, well,
1: mate, that's Johnny Doyle and uh, Tommy Burns. i got for that. Can I say where I go for what you? Want, go for. It, mate. Uh, TC Terrace's uh, on Twitter or TC Terrace's on Twitter. Uh, it's really good. Nice. Uh, it's a like, brilliant page, mate. But Johnny Doyle and my cracker.
0: I just it. Right he, he guessed, he guessed the Doyle one. He said, I'm guessing Doyle and someone else, <laughs> so he got he got one the right. But the coming greatest, back to uh... you, Mark, yeah, <laughs> coming back to you, Mark. It's a great top, by the way. Your score 9-up prediction, what are you go with?
1: Yes, uh, uh, 2 0 Celtic. Uh, my my uh, team would be Hart, Ralphson, Cutter stuff and Taylor. I'd play a uh, Hattie McGregor and Moy. I'd play Jota. Made I know. Uh, I see why Alexander should come in because in his game time, and I would get gi- one match, you oh, know, because yeah. uh, it's a small pitch and the chances of get in behind the, the the defenders is minimized, and spe- especially with their manager uh, Robinson, he's obviously been a, a manager who's hard to beat. You know, he's, he's he's his defense is well drilled, and I think space in behind might be a premium premium. So a tall musly striker who's able to get and good in there and get the end of the cross I, that would do me. Yeah. And that's always the reason why I would start um, Jota and Maeda. Haksibajovic needs me a game time. He's a phenomenal player, but I would start yeah. with Jota and Maeda more.
2: There's also, right. I mean, that is a good shout. We all um, just because I like all the sort of uh, the, the game dynamics, as you say, but there's that sort of possibility because he's done it before. It was Co- Kyogo just behind. So, do you know what I mean? So instead of O'Reilly Moy, um, it could be Hatake McGregor with Kyogo just behind, um, uh, as Matt says, because there's not enough. Sp- like that, that space, and 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 all could help Kyogo get a of that
0: space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's interesting. Kyogo playing deep as well. You've seen that a lot in his game the last couple of weeks. He's coming deep, linking the play, which is interesting. We're seeing more of his game come to the fore. For me, I mean, you talk about Tom Musty's strikers, they've got an abundance of them. Curtis Maine, a younger wee Man Backass, in midfield, who uh, was at the World Cup with Australia, played well. So they are a decent outfit. Do you know what I mean? No disrespect to them. And Stephen Robinson but did a good job. Tony uh, Watt. So that and Steve Robinson, who you said Mark, and notorious for being hard to beat and kind of making teams better than they should be. Case mm-hmm. in point, Motherwell had them in the top six and all. So again, that's respecting. For me, I would go Joe Hart. I was about to say Aranovic. It's so used to saying that. Johnson, <laughs> Carter, Victor, Starfelt, Taylor, Awada, Cal McGregor, Rio Atate, Haksavanovic, Kyogo, and Mieta. And I'll go two 0 Celtic. I think I said that at the top of it, but I'll go to Neil Selik. What do you think about that lineup? Decent, on not it? I of playing a wee bit of mixture.
1: I well, I like the sound of Why? Because it needs game time and as we discussed earlier on, I mean, to get game time in a game against Rangers in a cup final when I mean, the game hasn't won yet, so that just tells you that the manager's got a lot of faith in him. And um, mm. I fling him in. Let's see what he can do. Game at least an hour and see how he copes with, uh, Simon Park, small tight pitch and see how it goes on.
0: Exactly, and everybody watching, please get involved with the show sponsor, Sharna, 10% off in the description below. Cracking t-shirts, much like Mark's Warren hoodies, windbreakers, whatever you want, all that casual type gear if you want to be one of them. So get involved with it, we're getting our t-shirts this week, cracking website, cracking We independent clothing brand. But Tony, have you enjoyed being back on?
2: Yeah, I enjoyed it, and I remember my very first um, uh, start drop. Um, it was just after that Siburn game. It was right after oh, it. What? And I remember the, I mean, talking about clothing, you criticized me for what I was wearing that night. And it was the, the, the grey Celtic top. Yeah. Celtic really gray, nice. So that's the question. We're talking about lineups. What stripper Celtic are you going to wear tomorrow? That's the key question. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a question. Mm-hmm. That's a
0: better question. not wear that one. You better not wear that. It's a nice top, but the better not wear it.
2: Yeah, it's, right. a nice top, <laughs> a, it's a nice top to wear. Uh, at the beach and things like that but uh, maybe, maybe not at Love Street <laughs> <laughs> I think on it's the a black strip we wore at Hibs last season
1: yeah, the yeah. that's the only option yeah. I can think of because the free strips this season don't none of them suitable you know what I mean yeah but yeah. You know, great,
2: to, great to be back on um, and just yeah, I've just been busy working different things like that just now
0: so um, uh, great, to, great to be back on We'll be doing another stats trap soon, me you and Stuart. Uh, just uh, My house is chaos, so trying to get things involved is, is met, crazy. But I, I met Stuart at the I like think
2: it was the Mum game, the Wednesday night game. Um, I got him a, I got him a couple of tickets, so I met him outside, gave him a couple of tickets for the game. So good to meet. Him. Where's the
0: favours for me? No favours for me, no <laughs> 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 What about you, Mark? have you enjoyed being back on?
1: Oh, I'm glad you were desperate enough to ask me back on, mate. I appreciate it. <laughs> No, I always quite enjoyed that. i said before, that's one of the, the podcasts I love watching during COVID and the you know, rest of it, and I've always enjoyed watching the, the show, so it's good to be asked to come on and uh, just talk to different folk on your show, so thanks for having me back on, mate.
0: Yeah, and we all know where we can find you. John Duncan said it himself, the Boise bus. Get on it, they've done it like a four-hour episode last night of nostalgia. I couldn't keep it for all, but Phil McGinley's an oh. absolute whiz kid getting yeah. all that knowledge, so... Get involved with it. The show's every day. It's a great laugh. They're great lads and they're great friends of this show. But in the meantime, we'll be back possibly tomorrow. I'll have an interview with everyone's favourite Japanese uh, journalist, Dan Orwitz, Sunday Live Part 2. Hopefully, Uh we'll be tomorrow morning all being well. Me and Dan are talking and sorting that out. But until then, stay well and keep safe. He'll help.